Praise God. Praise God. Paul said, I believe it was Paul that said, For we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. We're not ignorant. It's time that the church be like Paul. Amen. Wise up. Get smart. Learn. Amen. People have been going in circles all their life. Years and years. Just missing the blessing of God. What's the deal? Amen. It's in your hands, ma'am, sir. Amen. You're more powerful than you know that you are. Probably the reason the enemy is attacking you so much and got you under his thumb is because he knows how valuable that you can be once you ever become loyal and faithful and trusting. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why he fights you. You know people that are in bondage. You know people that are messed up. I can't reach them, but you can. And so the enemy attacks you and keeps you going in circles wondering what hit you. Praise God. So good to see you. Good report. Amen. The Scram family made it back from Mexico. Amen. Uh, but they're staying home because of just quarantine a little while. All the people that they've brushed, rubbed shoulders with. Amen. Appreciate the Scram family. Miss them. Praise God. Guadalupe and the crew was here earlier, sanitized the church. Thank God that they do that for us. They do such a wonderful, such a wonderful job of that. Amen. All of them stayed home. And we thank y'all, amen, for staying home. Praise God. Probably okay, but just in case, amen, we do appreciate that. Amen. Glad you're here today. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Julie, amen. I, should, I, I shouldn't call you Sister Julie, just Julie. My niece, amen. Love you. So glad you're here. Amen. Like one of my own kids, like we say down south, like one of my own young'uns. Amen. So glad, glad Julie's here with us today. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm. Y'all, I I'm, I'm just feel like preaching. I'm, 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 I'm going I'm to I'm try to stick with my notes today. Amen. But I, I just, I, you know, it's just, I don't know, just in case. Some of you elders, y'all understand this. But just in case, those of you don't, you think I just pick a sermon. You know, there's so much to preach. You don't, you don't ever run out of stuff to preach and teach. But, but it'll get a hold of you, Brother Jerry, and you just can't quite shake it. And sometimes it's not our choice. It's like, you know, I'd rather just preach something else and we'll all shout and run the aisle. And not that we can't with this, but, but it just, after a little while, you finally get it, Brother Swingo, and you say, you know, this is, this is God that won't leave me alone. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to try to be evangelistic today. Now, people don't like evangelistic professional Christians don't care about evangelistic preaching. There's several reasons, but one of them is it's too simple. Just gets right to the point. But let me tell you, let me tell you something before we even get started here. A drowning man, he does not need the definition in Greek and Hebrew of a lifeline. He just wants somebody to throw him one. That's the difference. Amen. A hurting person. A struggling individual. Confused. The world will do that to you. And the enemy will do that to you and mess you up. Hallelujah. Every man, and I'll add a woman into that. Scripture says that every man is right in his own eyes. That's why we need a a prayer partner that knows how to get a hold of God. That's why we need a bishop, we need a pastor, we need an elder, we need a leader. I said this, I'm going to wear this out, but somebody's, we're going to get it, amen, and some others are going to get it. Some people have a preacher. That way you don't pay much attention to him as preachers all over the place, on the radio, they're on TV, they're live streaming everywhere. But, but, but there are folks among us that have a pastor. Pastor's a shepherd. Amen. What kind of sheep just going to run off and do what they want to do whenever they want to do it? If you study the life of a shepherd and what he does, you'll find out that he does not allow them to do anything anytime they want. 
We are fooling ourselves. We are confused. We are messed up if we think we can just make those decisions because of our feelings and our emotions. You need a pastor. I don't have to be him. I'm not, I got plenty to do without adding anybody. I don't, I'm not, but you got to find somebody somewhere that you can trust. But I'll just tell you ahead of time, he's not perfect either. Just throw that in for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Luke chapter 4. God bless y'all. Amen. Praise God. Brother Oakley, I love that suit. Amen. It looked like you came from a foreign country or something. Praise God. <laughs> we need that diversity, man. Love these folks. Praise God. Brother Swingo, y'all got colorful stuff too. Amen. But he's, he's ahead of you. He's, got, he's one up on you. Amen. Y'all got to, you know, get some of that going there. All of those African countries. We love our African people, but they are now Americans. Praise God. Amen. They are Americans. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. I love you, and I'm here to help you. I don't want to get onto your case. That's not my purpose. That's not my point. Amen. But here's what will happen in this message right here. There will be a sprinkling of people think I've been spying on you and listening in on you. Happens all the time. All the time. Amen. But that's the nature of the word of the Lord. It's called the living word. Amen. Amen. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Remember, he's omnipresent. He knows where you live. He knows your address, your social security number. Hallelujah. He knows all about you. I don't. Okay. I'm just going to preach this living word, and it'll find you where you are. So don't blame me, okay? Okay. Don't don't, don't shoot the, 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 you know, the postal worker, okay, the mail delivery. He just delivered the mail. Amen. Verse 18 of the fourth chapter of Luke, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I love how that starts out. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus, by the way, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. We'll talk about all that just a little bit. Amen. But we want to just put our Bibles down if you have one, and we're going to clap our hands one more time. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you to our elders. Amen. Elders just gathered together and prayed one for another. And I don't know who all, maybe they prayed for me. I hope they did. But that, that was worth coming to church over, Brother Thompson, right here. Agreement. We are getting nowhere if we don't learn that agreement thing. I'm going to just keep hammering on that, all right? For all those of you that are at home that think you can get just as much out of service as we I am thirsty right now. This is just for the people who are watching. I'm glad you are watching. I hope you're sending your tithes in and your finances in. Help us. Amen. I hope you're doing that. But, but I'm going to take a drink of water. Amen. And I, I, I'm just, I want you to taste the flavor of this water while I take a drink. Wow, Sister Shannon, I needed that. Praise God. Now, how was that? Praise God. You just figure that out. It's like staying at home and saying you're getting just as much out of church as if you were here. I love all of y'all out there, every one of you that's watching. Amen. I love all of you. I'm not here, amen, to hurt anybody's feelings. I am here to tell you the truth. Amen. I have been commissioned by the Holy Ghost, some higher power than the governor, than the president, and all the rest that you can figure out. I serve and answer to a power that's greater than all of those. I want you to stay safe. Don't, don't go off telling somebody, Bishop, he's trying to get us, you know, sick, and, and that's what we're doing. Listen, bless you. Watch out. We are distanced here. We are masked. Amen. Families are sitting together. Amen. We're not roaming around. Listen, I'm going to go to a restaurant after, after restaurants are open. We went in Walmart the other day. We brushed shoulders with all kinds of, but it's okay to go to Walmart. But COVID don't work there. It's just, it's just you know, out. It don't, doesn't work there, okay? That's the science of it, okay? Amen. And so we are trying to be as safe as we can, and I'm just making a play for people who just feel like they would be unsafe here, all right? We wear the mask. We distance. Uh, we don't shake hands much anymore. We just bump our elbows. Amen. So please... Amen. You have to weigh that out. Don't stay home and act like you're getting as much as you're getting if you're here. Praise God. That came straight from the 
started to say the horse's mouth, but it came from the bishop's mouth, okay? Praise God. Amen. Our scripture text, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus had, I'm, I'm going to try to do what I said, stay with my notes. Jesus had just ended a 40-day fast in the wilderness. The Bible called it the wilderness of temptation. Amen. Luke 4 and 14 tells us, and Jesus, after that, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Hallelujah. He has anointed me, he said, amen, to preach the gospel to the poor. I don't think he was, you know, this, this list I think was like sick things here. I don't think that Jesus intended to deal individually with six different things that was a problem here. Amen. He, he, had the, he had the poor. He started out with that. He had the poor at the very top of the list. Now, who are the poor? This could be, this could be uh, a, a, a message, sermon message, or it could be a, a teaching, just a, a little bit of both, all right? Amen. Who are the poor that Jesus re- was referring to? Is this just one of the five other things that he was dealing with and he just started with the poor? The more I looked at this and the more I thought about it, amen, Brother Ruck, the more I realized there's something else in this that, that I'm missing. Sometimes words are not as expressive as we want them to be. That's why text messages are dangerous. Amen. We go like, what do they mean by that? That's why that sometimes I send Brother Thompson a text message, and it's not even funny, but I put a little smiley face by it to let them know, hey, listen, I'm not blessing you out. I'm just just saying, okay? So sometimes if we don't get in the Spirit and let the Spirit lead us and let the Spirit anoint us and bless us, then we'll miss some things here. But he started out mentioning or Openly talking about the, the poor here. Amen. Amen. But, but, but the brokenhearted, he talked about that. The captives, that's those who have been conquered by something or somebody other than God. The blind, the oppressed, those who are crushed is what that means. Amen. What, what, is, the, what is the good news that Jesus is anointed to preach to these people? Okay, number one, I'll just go down the line here. Number one, he said, I want to heal you. Healing is what he's preaching. Deliverance or liberation, that's what he's preaching. Sight, got to see this thing, all right? Amen. You know, we don't need the blind leading the blind here. Number, number one, we as elders and leaders of this church, we need to see what's happening here, all right? And then, of course, freedom and healing and these kind of things. But the passage then closes with a statement to proclaim and some people might miss this. I'm going to take just a minute to say this. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. What does that mean? He is referring to an Old Testament scripture back in Leviticus 25 and 10. It's called the year of Jubilee. Amen. Where all things were restored. Jesus said here that we're going to proclaim that. When the, when the Holy Ghost finally gets here, after the supreme sacrifice that shed his blood, amen, he was the, the, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Amen. He said we can com- proclaim this Old Testament type of something that's coming. Under the law, the 50th year came after seven Sabbaths. Seven times seven is 49. The 50th year, amen, the ground rested. It was under their law, okay? It was their rule. The slaves were freed. Debts were cleared. Prisoners were freed and forgiven. This all sounds, amen, it sounds like good news to me. Hallelujah. When Jesus said, he has anointed me to preach to the poor. Let's get back to that just a minute. Amen. Listen, I think that this is a summary statement. I think this is the title of his message right here. Amen. All that followed in the list were considered to be poor. Everybody, the sick people, the crippled people, amen, people that had all kind of issues and situations. Can you get that? I'm not going to spend a long time on it, but I think I'm just rearranged how I see that in my brain, okay? So I'm trying to help somebody here. God was in Revelation 3.17, God was trying to wake up this apostate church at Laodicea. And here's what he said. He said, because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods, he's Brother Young, he preached right to me right there. My, my human nature and my little brain, it keeps telling me that I'm okay. 
That's why we hate that message of you're okay and I'm okay. I get mad. Starts in my feet, through my socks. I can feel it when somebody says that because I'm saying you ain't okay and I ain't okay. Excuse the vernacular. But you're not and I'm not. We need the help of God. We desperately need the power of God. We need anointed leadership. Amen. We need somebody who can discern what's good and evil, what's right and wrong. That's why we need pastors, amen, who pray and bishops, amen. The Bible said when the gifts of the Spirit are going forth, he said let it be done by course and let the elders judge. It's sad that people in the church, Holy Ghost on them, speak in other languages. They don't know what's right from wrong. Why? Because they're blind. They don't know. I'm not putting anybody down. They don't know. Listen, prophecy can go forth. Tongues, Brother Ruck, can go forth. And I love people like, if it's from a different person or if it sounds a little bit different, there's people like, I can see it, like, was that God? or was it, what was it? That's our job. We, Brother Jerry, we, gonna, we better know. I said in a congregation many years ago, it was a huge service. Amen. I think I've told this story. If you've heard it before, I apologize for, for, for being redundant. Amen. But, but the platform was full of dignitaries and elders. They were all in there. Tongues went forth. It was powerful. And I sat back by Brother Nugent, one of my mentors for many years. Amen. And I was sitting by him, and he would mouth out a little bit what he felt like. Amen, because he was very close, taught me a, a whole lot about the gifts of the Spirit, the operation of the gifts. Amen, casting out devils, detecting spirits that were not of God. Boom. Amen, it worked. Amen, you can learn these things. Try the Spirit and see if they be of God. And you get questioned on that. Well, that happens. Amen. Tongues went forth. I mean, hundreds of people, probably a few thousand. Message went forth and there was nobody interpreted it. And I, and listen, when I go somewhere and I feel the gifts of the Spirit, if it's not our church, Brother Thompson, I just keep silent. People on the platform, they're leading that. I just, and I just, no, no, you know, I can feel that. I'm like, you know, I'll just let them do it. Maybe that's my country upbringing. Be nice. Prefer your brother. I don't know what you call it, but that's how we, we've always done it. And he just whispered over me. He said, if there's nobody on that platform that can interpretate that message, interpret that message, he said, they need to clean that platform off. They have no business up there. That's how I feel. Maybe he just put that in me. Amen. We better know if it is God. And if God's talking, we need to know what he's saying. Somebody in our congregation, somebody on our platform, somebody, if we don't, we need to pray until we do get an interpretation. The bottom line is we need to know that if it's God or if not. Praise God. Amen. Because thou sayest, I am rich, increased with goods. That's what we all, that's what our flesh tells us. And have need of nothing. And watch what he said. And he's talking to a church. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor. Now he throws this in. And blind and naked. Is anybody but me ever find yourself in a dream? And you're in a public place and you don't have much on as far as clothes. Anybody but me? I think God does that just to scare the wits out of us and let us know that it could happen because I think that's how he sees people spiritually, how they're dressed. You you don't have enough of what you need to be in the position you're in. I've been places in my underwear, and I thank God when I woke up. I wasn't in a pulpit, and I wasn't in a I see somebody smiling. Either you've never had that or you're like, oh, yeah, that's happened to me. Hallelujah. God talks to us in all kind of things, in all kind of ways. Amen. Amen. So, but, but we always justify. That's the nature of our spirit. Amen. But he said you're poor and you're blind and you're naked and you don't even know it. Verse 18. Here's what he said. Just like God always does. He doesn't just give us the, the problem and the issue. Well, it's just a horrible thing. Here, he will tell you how bad it is, and he'll show you. But he always has an answer. He said, I counsel thee, verse 18, to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be as rich, uh, be rich and white raiment that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. See, you're naked. Well, I don't know what I'm naked. Yeah, you are. Go get some clothes on. And anoint, here it is again, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. It's a sad thing that we've got blind Christians, blind believers 
they like it that way, apparently. Amen. Because they've been that way a long, long time. But it doesn't have to be. Amen. Amen. He not only pointed out the problem, but he gave the remedy. I'll fix this for you. I'll help you with this. I will open your eyes if you put the eye salve on. The anointing of God. The power of God. He'll reveal things to you. Amen. Hallelujah. You think you're rich and you have need of nothing. But the problem is you can't see. The scales have to fall off of our spiritual eyes that we may get a clear picture of our true condition. Amen. This is a call to spiritual awakening, folks. And the, sometimes the scripture in the King James calls, they use a word, quickening. It's just something happens. It's just something. It's spiritual. It's supernatural. You can't, I can't preach good enough for that. We can't sing good enough and worship enough to do that. We have to come down where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. And we're just like, this has got to be a God thing. But as long as we've got all the answers, as long as we keep blocking God out and saying, you know, I got this thing, he'll just let you do that. Folks, listen, I'll be like old Joe Duke many years ago, scared the wits out of us, preached about the end time, the beast that's coming. And I think he preached that we're going to go through the tribulation or part of the tribulation and all those things and the beasts and stuff were turned loose on the earth and, and all of these things that were coming. on, And it's coming. It is coming. And he'd look and he was blind. And Joe Duke, and I was a kid, a teenager, and he would scare me to the altar. <laughs> Somebody said, well, you shouldn't scare Well, hey, whatever it takes to wake people up. And he'd say, in that deep voice that he has, a big man, he said, I don't know about you folks, but I'm getting ready to get out of here. He was looking for the rapture of the church. I keep saying this about the guy on the phone. You don't know about this. You don't know for sure about this. That's a lot of things I don't know for sure. But when he got to the point where he said, but you don't even know if he's coming back. And I said, oh, I do know he's coming back. Well, why do you know that? Because he told me. He said it in his word. I'm coming back. I don't know when, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. But God is coming back to get the church, his bride. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy 3 and 7. Amen. He said, ever learning. Listen to me closely here. We can't exempt ourselves from this. The Pharisees were the religious people. They knew the first five books of the Bible that they had at that point. Amen. First five books, the Pentateuch, they knew it by heart. They could quote it to you. And when Jesus came... He was God in the flesh. He walked among them, created, did all kind of things, did miracles and healings. They still missed it. And, and Paul said to Timothy, he said men would be ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Let's just learn some more Hebrew. And just, Listen, I picked up a few words along the way that helped me out a whole lot. So I'm not preaching against learning. Amen. The Bible was written, amen, uh, in Greek and in Hebrew. So I'm not against that. I'm just simply saying you can't learn enough, amen, amen, to get you out of here. You need power from God. Amen. You need that lifeline thrown, whether it's in Greek or Hebrew, it doesn't matter. It's just that you get a lifeline. Amen. That's what the world needs. I'm preaching to us a little bit right now, but listen, our neighbors need God. They're in trouble. Hallelujah. I know how I feel, you know, I feel about myself, my spiritual condition, but how does God see me? The only way we're going to know is writing this book right here. Amen. Listen, I want to see myself through God's eyes. Anybody here? Amen. When I see people make their way to the altar, some of y'all need to listen to me right now. When no altar call is given, in our worship service, we had people coming on up, just worshiping. Hallelujah. That's a God thing. Hallelujah. People lift their hands. They praise and worship. They fall on their knees. I see tears flowing of repentance. Yes, repentance. We need to repent again. The Spirit, what's happening here, the Spirit just revealed a clear picture of their condition. The real picture. Hallelujah. Sometimes I get a panoramic. I get one of those, you know, view that you just all, I'm like, oh, this is horrible. And what do you do? You study some more? No, 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 no. No, you find you a place and you talk to God. Amen. You know why? Because I am poor, I am naked, I am blind. 
And when I see that, that I do have, if we don't have any needs, think about it. You don't raise your hand. Amen. I'm okay. If you're saying that right now, hallelujah. Oh, I'm okay. I'm not. I'm not okay. Paul said there's a war going on in my members. War. It's a struggle. He said, well, I would do, when I would do good, evil is always there present. You ever, you, ever, you ever go on your fast and you're on your job? Nobody ever offers you lunch. But that day that you're fasting, your boss comes by and he wants to offer you a whole bunch of goodies and good. I'm th- I've tried it. I, I'm like, you know, I'm going I'm to fast. I'm going to fast all day today. I'll be at work. won't be a big deal. More people offer me candy bars, cookies, lunch. The devil knows what's going on. He's trying to trip you up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me close with a couple of thoughts here. I've been preaching a little while. We've already had a Holy Ghost breakout. It just felt like the Holy Ghost did some stuff. Amen. It's recorded where Jesus preached and taught. Amen. Did all these miracles. But I already mentioned it earlier. But he never, got, never forgot the value of an individual soul. I think, he, I think he had it in his mind the whole time. In fact, I, I, I don't have enough time to go into all of it, but just show you, to prove to you that I do have, amen, some scriptures here. And John 3 is about one man. I, I'm not even going into Luke and Mark and, and all those other gospels where G, it recorded Jesus is living. But just, just the book of John, just real quick. Amen. Remember you told Nicodemus, you must be born again of water and of spirit. Dealing with one man. One man here, not a crowd, not a multitude. In John 8, he focused on a woman. A woman was taken in the very act of adultery, about to get stoned. That's what their, their law was then. I just stone her. Just, you know, just take her right back and shoot her. Basically how they felt about the woman. You know, women's lib right now, you think you have, you've got problems here? You got it made. Got it made. If you'd have been living in this time, in fact, they didn't even count you in the family. Just a husband. You might have been mentioned, but you didn't even count. Remember, that's why I already mentioned in the Scripture. 5,000, Jesus said, not counting the women and children. Didn't even count them. You talk about a, a, a women's lib march going on, signs waving, people mad, shaking their fists. We live in a great day, folks. Got issues? Got Sure we do. But, but they, they had some real issues. This woman was taken in adultery, and they were about to stone her to death. Well, Jesus took time out. Oh, hallelujah. What a Savior we got, folks. Puts up with us, tolerates us, forgives us, is long-suffering with us again, forgives us again. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trade my Jesus for all of the gold and silver and all the wealth and all the riches and whatever else you could stack on that. Amen. He's my friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's my ever-present help. I can't get over the fact. See, I know who I am pretty much. Amen. I know what a loser I am. I know what a mess up I am. But, but the fact, Brother Ruck, that God has confidence in me he keeps trusting. Why could I not trust him? He believes in me and trusts me and call me to the ministry. I don't know why that Jesus just keeps on loving me. Amen. Amen. He said he's always got the right answer for us. Hey, guys, let him that is without sin cast the first stone. Oh, he knows where we are. Like Pastor said, he built it. Amen. Anything wrong with it, he, he, he put it all together. He can name every part. He's had his hand on every bolt, every screw. He can fix it. Hallelujah. Don't you ever think that God can't heal you and bless you and get you out of the pit that you're in. And when you get out, then you're going to witness to your neighbor. Amen. I preach whole sermons about the church because the church has been battered and, and beat up you know, I thank God for this one thing, Brother Young. I did backslide in my teenage years, but I, I didn't know I was allowed to talk about the church. I didn't know I was allowed to talk about the preacher or the bishop. I didn't know I was allowed to do that. So I, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I can't believe it was the Holy Ghost. I just walked away from God. Amen. But people have a license from somewhere 
to put everybody down when they backslide or walk away or leave the church. They just have a hallelujah. My son, I guess he learned from me. He did the same thing his high school years with Brother Thompson's help and my wife's help. Amen. We prayed him and Sister Melissa's help. We prayed him back in here. But I always said it this way. Now, I'm not trying to promote anything. I'm just trying to help somebody a little bit. Amen. I said, if anybody, and I said it everywhere I went. That's back when I used to preach out a lot. I said, if, if there was any good way to backslide, Chad did it. That's no good way to backslide. If you backslid, you just lost. You walk away from God. You don't come to the altar. You don't pray through and repent. Then you lost. Simple as that. But if there was a good way, because he would come in here. He never disrespected me. He never disrespected our elders. Amen. He would put his head down in church. Amen. And just reverence God. And here he was. Knew he was lost. He took the, the blame for it. That's why he's here right now. That's why he's the pastor in his church. That's why Bishop Wright was preaching along here. Certainly wasn't planned. I've never been one to place my kids in special places. I'm going to call them. No, no. I made sure I didn't call him to preach. But our bishop was preaching and wouldn't get away from him and call him and Sister Melissa up. Y'all know the story. I won't go into the whole detail. Amen. And he called him. It was God called him using bishop. Amen. Listen, how you do things. Brother Thompson mentioned it. You got decisions to make. But there's a harvest you're going to have to reap because of those decisions. That scares me. I want to make a right decision here. Amen. Let me move on. John 9 is about a boy born blind. You know, this is, these are for people who like, how in the world could God, if he's so good, uh, you know, let that couple have a blind baby? Who's going to get any glory out of it? Listen, God doesn't wear a wristwatch. He doesn't go by our calendar. He's looking way down the road. He sees before, during, and after. Hallelujah. And so one day, that blind man was sitting by the side of the road. Amen. And he cried out when he heard Jesus coming. Amen. See, we don't see all that. We, oh, well, where's God? How's God so good? How stupid. I hate to use that word. I apologize for that. But that's the only one that comes up. Can people be? God is, if so, if God is so good, why? And we got our little pity party going on and our little issues, and I'm not sweeping them under the rug. We do have that. But we have no right to question God's judgment and what he does and when he does it and how he does it. That's called being surrendered to God. God, I believe your judgments are right. Hallelujah. I'm just going to hang with that if I'm in the valley or if I'm on the mountain. That's where I get my blessings, folks. That's how I get them. Hallelujah. Amen. A boy born blind. He dealt with that in John 9. In John 11, he tells us about one man named Lazarus. You know, that was his best friend. And he delayed his coming after they said, Lazarus is sick. You need to come and he can be healed. And he waited around and took his time. And by the time he got there, it was four days later. And they said, by now he stinketh. You know what Jesus said? Roll away the stone. He always gives us something to do. Let me give you something to do right now. Lock in, amen, to the church, the kingdom of God. This is God's doing. This is not, I didn't organize this. I didn't call myself to preach. I didn't call these elders here. I didn't, listen, I, we just preach the word here. God does the calling and it comes together. Lock in, amen, to this bunch of people who are imperfect. That's the first step. I want a miracle. Will you do something? Listen, I talk about the crippled man by the pool. Amen. He's crippled. Jesus said, get up. I, 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 can, I can almost see his expression, whether he said it or not. But, 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 but I'm crippled. Somebody brought me here. And I, no, no, Jesus said, get up. We can do more than we think we can do. We give in to this and give in to that. No, no. He will let us do something. So get to church. Amen. Hook up with the church. Amen. Amen. The, the, the list is much longer than all of these one, these single people here amen, that God dealt with. And let's all stand together. And I'm, I'm going to apologize for going a little too long today. Amen. But, but, but we just stop on that. But I really will try to close right here. These were these individuals. These people that, and, and I believe that the, the man by the pool, I believe that there was a lot of, according to the scripture, there was a lot of other crippled people. There was people who had needs all over that place. Brother Swingle, I believe that Jesus, to get to him, he was, 
he had to go past a lot of other people who had needs. What kind of God would do that? Well, a God, amen, that has all this in control. A God who knows things that we don't know. We think we do. We think we got it. No, no. That's the kind of God. We just have to trust him with this. All right? And he finally got, he probably said, excuse me, sir, a crippled person. Excuse me, ma'am. He made him touch a few people on the way to that one person, Sister Jan. One person. Listen, your day's coming. Quit trying to rush God. Quit trying to tell God what to do and when to do it. Quit judging everybody around you. God's got you in the place where you are for a, hope, for a reason. You're going through it right now. Hey, you know, Brother Tenney, our late Bishop Tenney, he asked a guy one time, he said, how you doing? Of course, he asked everybody. He knew everybody, and he knew their wives' names and their kids' names. I never, I never met a man quite like him that knew everybody's. And the guy said, I'm going through hell. And Brother Tenney, as quick as he was, he said, well, don't stop. <laughs> I mean, just, just a man of a few words that could just hit right where it's supposed to. Last time I saw him alive was at one of our conferences, and we, didn't, we hadn't gone to general conference. We went for like 40 years, 30 years in a row, but, but felt pretty good not to go. But that last conference, he come leaving a little bit early. Amen. And we were with some friends of ours sitting back a ways, a few thousand people. And I went out to shake his hand, and he didn't shake my hand. He grabbed me by the collar. Grabbed me by the collar. Almost picked me up. He's a pretty big, he's a pretty big guy. And I won't ever forget. He said, Brother Curry, and he had a kind of a high-pitched voice, don't you ever quit preaching this one God, Jesus name, apostolic message. I said, yes, sir, Brother Denny. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Amen. But that's the last words. The apostolic part. Amen. People getting healed, getting blessed. People getting lifted up. Receiving power. Something supernatural. Something quickened to me. That's what we're talking. That's apostolic. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I said it. I'm going to say it again. All these one person that he zeroed in on. They were the focus of his love, the focus of his real interest. Amen. Amen. Sir, you are not alone in your battle. I refute that lie that sooner or later Satan gets around telling that one. Amen. That big lie. Amen. It's a lie. Praise God. It's not true. But here, let me get home with us here just a little bit. 2 Timothy 4, 16. Here's what Paul said, the great writer. Amen. Apostolic writer here. He said, at my first answer, no man stood with me. I'm going to relate to somebody right here. No man stood with me. But all men forsook me. He really felt like that. There's nothing like it. Maybe that's, I've been there maybe just briefly a few times. They turned against me. The enemy knows how hard hitting that is. It'll get you right in the gut. Here's what he was saying. Nobody loves me. I'm adding my part here. Nobody cares for me. Let me just ask us a question right here right now. Who are you going to believe? No, we don't need the Ghostbusters tune right now. Amen. Who are you going to believe? Hallelujah. Who are you going to call? <laughs> Hallelujah. I've been commissioned, me personally, to love everybody. I take that scripture personal that John said, By this shall all men know that you're my disciples because you have love one to another. Somebody not long, long ago that was here, I can't believe they did that. I preach it all the time. They just decided to leave. And they just had this in their mind. We hated them. This is all, we just hated them. Don't not like them anymore. Don't love them. I just love that text where I said there's never been a time when we didn't love you. We disagreed with you. 
on certain issues, but we have never not loved you. That means a whole lot to me. But the enemy will get to you and tell you just what they tell people that they don't love us. Everybody hates us there. Really? Never heard of such a thing. Not in this church. There's something that intrigues me. And I have to close. I'm so glad you came, hung in with us here. I don't know how long I've preached. But in the scripture, amen, Psalms 114 and 5, it just, it just, it just hits me. I, in fact, Sister Julie, the first guy I remember hearing preach this was your dad. It was just, it, I was at the point, I'm sure I was reading my Bible through for the probably first, very first time, and maybe I had just hadn't got to this Psalms 114. Amen. But it, but it just moved me then, and it still does. But, but maybe I can help you with it just a little bit here. Amen. But, but what he, I'll just give you the, what he was doing here uh, before we even read the Scripture. This was a description of the deliverance of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. He said, what ailed thee, O thou sea, that thou, wast, that thou fleddest? Ask a question. David writing here. Thou Jordan, that thou wast driven back? Question mark. What, what, what was going on here? What was happening? And in verse 6, he said, ye mountains, that ye skipped like rams, and ye little hills like lambs. Verse 7, tremble thou earth at the presence of the Lord at the presence of the God of Jacob. Now, this description of God delivering his people was pretty far out. It was, it, it was almost overkill when you see hills skipping and running and little hills like lambs. Listen, that sounds like some major earthquake, some shifting in the ground. Amen. But what it really does here, it, it does, it, it is extreme. But God did that on a purpose. Amen. For this, but this reveals to us just how far God will go to reach us and deliver us and help us out of the bondage that the world that we live in has put us in. The chains that we have on. That we just, we can't see our way. I can't do this, God. Well, that's, that's the perfect place. When you get to the place where you're like, I don't know what else to do. That's where God is. That's the end of your road. Okay? Amen. This is just plain and simple, folks. Not complicated. Hallelujah. There are people drowning. They don't need the Greek definition. They don't need you to read the Hebrew scripture. They just need somebody to throw them a line. Amen. The power of God is so available in this room right now. Amen. Deliverance is here right now. That thing you can't get victory over. You know why he left you with that? If he could ever get you to confess that you can't handle it, that's what will bring you to the altar. That's the whole design. It took me years to figure that out. I stayed guilty over my sins and mess-ups and my idle thoughts and my carnality for years. I still do, but I've learned the remedy. Get it under the blood. Our past is just that. It's in the past. We're done with that. The devil will bring it back up, but all we got to do is a... I I want my, my daughters to understand this. If they're in a car wreck somewhere, they've been baptized in Jesus' name. They messed up, yeah. Listen, God specializes in impossibilities. It won't work. They've already said it. They don't spoke it. They've blasphemed. They've done everything you can possibly think of. Oh, God is a miracle worker. And love is so powerful. If I could get this message across to them, if the car is careening or it's about to go off the cliff, if they would just say out, just cry out, oh God, I love you, please forgive me. Somebody said, boy, that's pretty streamlined and that's pretty weird. No, no, I don't, listen, God, listen, you think skipping hills and mountains leap, you think that's not extreme and far out? That's what he's saying to us. I'll do whatever it takes. I'm not for deathbed repentance. But if that's all you got, yes, sir, let's just claim our victory right now. Amen. Sister Julie, I believe your daddy made it. 
He made a lot of mistakes. I wanted to get the biggest stick I could find and go after him when he left the family and drove away from you. But the last memory I have of him and, and your Uncle Mac, we did a lot of things together, but we didn't do a lot of praying together. But I remember gathered around, amen, and we had had belly laugh fun at Mac's house. I had you, I probably brought you, your daddy down with me. Amen. But when we got done, I said, let's have some prayer. And we all formed a little circle, and we prayed and talked to God. Wouldn't live for God, couldn't live for God. And let me tell you the truth. Can I just be honest with you? I started this whole thing with an altar call, everything. The altar's open right now. This hurts now. This is going to hurt. Let's get where we're living right now. They can't none of us live for God right. That being too honest, we just one big mistake after another. We just said, let our mouth go and we do this. Listen, I have to face God, folks. And what I'm doing right now is reaching out for anybody and everybody that feels like, well, this is just the way I am. You don't have to be that way. You can be forgiven. You can have the blood of Jesus Christ all over you along with the power of God. Hallelujah. You can get that stuff. You can come through that. Amen. I just feel like somebody's about to get something here that you really didn't plan on. Amen. But God's here in this house. Amen. Thank you for coming. Amen. I'm about to end this right now. I think think God just helped us with a lifeline here right now. You are not lost. It's not over till the fat lady sings. Excuse the expression. Amen. There's still breath in our lives, breath in us. Amen. So God has not given up on you. Amen. Just say yes to God. Just say okay. Hallelujah. You know, the only way we're going to be saved, he said, be not weary in, watch this, well-doing. Because he said in due season, you'll reap if you don't faint or if you don't quit. In due season. Amen. So those little issues that come up, they're designed to bring you to the altar. They're designed to get all that under the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Could we just do that right now? Amen. Let's pray a repentant prayer. I'll help you with this. I'm a pro at this. I do it all the time. Oh, God, please forgive me. Just repeat after me. Amen. Please forgive me, God. Forgive me, Lord, of my, my human nature. Hallelujah. Forgive me, God, because I'm so unlike you, God. It separates us, God. And so I need help. I can't do this on my own. I need you, God. God, listen, folks. When you pray a prayer like that, it's a magnet. God cannot, it's in his nature. He cannot resist coming to you. That's why he said a broken spirit, a contrite spirit. He would in no wise, that's what the scripture said. He would in no wise turn away. You want to get God close to you? Quit being self-sufficient. Quit acting like you've got all the answers. I preached about it lately. There's preachers preaching, and you can see arrogance all over them. You see no brokenness. You see no weeping. You see, they just telling people how it is. That scares me to death. And there's goofy people, goofy enough to go get under and sit under that kind of ministry. If the preacher don't know how to weep, if the, if, if the preacher don't know how, amen, to be broken, amen, before the Lord and under the unction of the Holy Ghost, I'm, I'm in this boat with you. We're all trying to get there, folks. I've never arrived yet. I've never become super spiritual yet. God, just pull back the curtain and let me see a few things to help lead you. That's what it's for. It's not that I might flex my spiritual muscles and say I'm more spiritual than the guy down the road, the preacher up the road. No, that's not what it's about. It's to help you. Who are here showing up. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. You promised if we would ask, you would give. You promised if we would knock, that you would open up to us. That's a promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Seek, and we would find. Amen. Are we seeking? Are we knocking? Are we asking today? Amen. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. And today, God, we're asking you to forgive us. Amen. Of our humanity, our carnality. Amen. Every idle thought, every idle word, every deed that comes out. God, that's not like you, Lord. We ask you to forgive us of that. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, and now we thank him for it. 
Is that, is, that, is that hard to do? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being my friend. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Brother Jason. There's good things. I see that brokenness. I felt it when you're all the way back. Amen. Beautiful things for your family. Help. Amen. Help is already here, but there's more help on the way. In the name of Jesus, I love to prophesy. I love to talk about how good God is. Sister Doreen, Brother David, it was God that brought y'all in here. Amen. It was, you can't deny it. That was a Holy Ghost got on you and you wanted to have, listen, supernatural things still happen. Don't you relegate that to somewhere, some distant land somewhere. It's all around us. And we start trusting God. We start believing God. Then we start expecting God. Amen. To come in and touch us. Amen. When I felt him, amen, here in the very beginning of the, even before service, I'm like, yeah, God, I knew you'd be here. I knew you'd be here. If you don't think he's here, then he won't be here. It's by our faith. Hallelujah. It's by our faith that these things happen. You have no faith. You don't believe it. You're right. But when you start expecting God, hallelujah, I'm so happy, amen, for what God's doing here in this place. Sister Debbie, I feel he's anointing those prayers, amen, those prayers are paying off, hallelujah. Brother Jerry, amen, just keep preaching, nobody like you, Lord, just keep preaching and keep saying it, never gets old, hallelujah. There's somebody around that hadn't heard it lately, just keep saying it and watch God honor what comes out of our mouth and what we do. Hallelujah. I'm excited, y'all. I'm thrilled. Why? Because I'm blessed. Amen. I'm blessed. I am blessed. Hallelujah. Now here, I know this is not a shouting service. I apologize if you were looking for something else. But after Jesus took that book and he read what was our scripture text, the Spirit of the Lord has born me, and he went down the line. Amen. See, the problem we got down the bottom of it, Everybody in that list of five things underneath that, everybody, if you don't have the Holy Ghost and you're not filled up with God and your sins, are, then, then you're blind. That's, that's what I'm, my whole point, all right? But, but here's what he did. He was in the temple. You know, Jesus went to church. Even before there was a New Testament church, he went to church. That's what God does. But after he got done reading and all eyes, the Bible said all eyes were on him. And verse 20 said, and he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. You know what he did? Pastor Chad, what he did, he handed the book to us. Brother Jerry, he handed the book to us. Brother Young, Brother Thompson, that's what he did. He handed, and I just read out of it. So we need to read it more. We need to preach it more. He handed the book to the ministry. So it's left up to us. He sat down. Hallelujah. Oh, we got it. Why? Because Jesus gave it to us. He handed it to us. Oh, what a powerful book. It keeps talking about miracles. It keeps talking about things, amen, that we can't do on our own. But with God's help, all things are possible. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep preaching miracles. I'm going to keep preaching the availability of blessings and we just start out with just forgiveness I feel better already hallelujah you know that song I feel better so much better sorry to do you that way (laughs) this guy's good he don't even change expressions when I throw some kind of song on him hallelujah thank you Jesus hey I'll just follow you (laughs) I'd I'd rather do that when it's a pro around amen we're supposed to feel better right now let go of stuff that's that, that, that came come to you from somewhere. Let go of distrust. Let go of, of, of being leery and watching. It. You ever, you, you've been hurt? Listen, everybody has. You've been lied to? Sure. Hallelujah. We all have. Don't let that throw you. You put that behind you. God's presence here. God is here. Yes. And so because of that, hallelujah. I feel better. So much better. Since I've laid my burdens down, well, I feel better, so much better. Since I've laid my burdens down, 
now I feel better so much better since I laid my burdens down well I feel better so much better since I've laid my burdens down well glory glory Hallelujah Since I've laid my burdens down Well, glory, glory Hallelujah Since I've laid my burdens down Well, glory, Hallelujah Since I've laid my burdens down well, glory, glory, hallelujah, since I've laid my burdens down, well, I feel better, so much better, since I've laid my burdens down, well, I feel better, so much better, since I've laid my burdens down. You can get out of here. You can be dismissed. Hallelujah. Amen. Stay safe. Since I've laid my burdens down. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I've laid my burdens down. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I've laid my burdens down, well, glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I've laid my burdens down. Huh? Yep. I don't know what it is. Huh? I don't it always seems to do it at the most the wrong times. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. <laughs>